Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, wait, listen to those two clowns. You can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe action. Sound good? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show! What would a first Friday be without a little dead air to kick off the program? A good afternoon, ladies Come and gentlemen. On, no. We're coming to you live from the corner of 6th and Market in beautiful. Wait a minute. The sun is out, and it's 33 degrees. That? Wow. How about what that? Happened? You threw him right under the Ooh, bus. Right out of the I gate, do? you threw him under what, the bus. What did I do? Jeez, my goodness. You what did I do? over him and everything. Right <laughs> <out of the laughs> well, it's because I have those snake for arms. Oh, that's right. Snake arms, yes. like uh, uh, Karis LaVert yes. does. <laughs> LaVert blocked the shot with arms like snakes. Snakes. <laughs> snakes. <laughs> Pow! What is going on, man? It's a first Friday. Yeah, it is a first Friday. Oh, no. And the first yeah. Friday of the... Wait, the first, first Friday. Friday of the new year, the first, too. So the, the first Friday of the month and then the year. The first first Friday. Yeah, of 2024. See, I do things a lot easier than you. I don't like to put that many words together. The first well, first I, I, Friday of 2024. It's a challenge for me. I know, you know it is. Merry New Year! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Beef Chucky time. <laughs> So, since we went off the air last night, the Buckeyes actually received some good news. We heard he was visiting. We heard it was going to be a silent Mm -hmm. commit. Well, he wasn't silent for too long, as Will Howard from Kansas State has said yes to the Ohio State Buckeyes in the transfer portal. It's so weird. The transfer portal's closed. It reopens on April 15th, so we didn't know what to expect. We've never seen this before. I mean, let's be honest, and all of a sudden you start hearing about that center from Alabama. I believe his name is Seth McLaughlin. He might be coming as well. Why would you wait? See, there's differences here. As Kyle McCord wasn't going to apparently be the starter or was going to have to beat whoever else came in uh, out to be the starter next year, imperative, I think, that he puts himself into the transfer portal immediately after that uh, press conference after the Michigan game, right? Right, right. I don't know what the difference is, is between him and Will Howard. Will Howard is obviously... Maybe more athletic. I, I don't know if Will Howard would have been here. Would he have beaten out Kyle McCord? We'll never know. I mean, we like to think that he's probably a better quarterback. We don't know. I spent the last two days watching as much video on Will Howard as I could, yeah. right? Trying to find things to, to see what he does that would benefit the Ohio State Buckeyes. And the biggest thing is, I think he's on par throwing the football with Kyle McCord. Mm-hmm. As good, if not maybe a little better, right? But he is more athletic. He is a dual threat. Uh, the guy can make plays for first downs with his feet. He can uh, run the RPOs that well, you know Kyle McCord could not. And he can score touchdowns inside the red zone mm, running the football. Slow down, Kyle McCord couldn't run the RPO. We don't run RPO offense anymore. I don't know if they want to run Because the he couldn't run it. That's uh, why. They said that about C.J. Stroud, but C.J. Stroud runs it in the NFL. I don't think that's the case. I don't know what they're trying to do. And until they get an offensive coordinator that says, this is what our offense does and we're not just going to chuck it 50 times a game, I don't know what to expect. And when you look at these highlight reel tapes, remember, it's the best of the best, right? Right. 
Yeah, so, I mean, it is. yeah, it's going to look great on film. Let's see what he looks like maybe in the spring game. You're not going to see much, and we know that's – heck, the spring game is worse than the bowl game, right? Yeah. I it really so. is. It, it well, just is. Can it's, it get much worse than the, Mich- uh, the Missouri game, though? I don't know. It's a practice. It, it is worse. I mean, you don't get anything from that. Look, if the spring game meant anything, wouldn't you have kept Joe Burrow? Even if he had a broken finger or not, in hindsight um, – I, I don't remember, to be honest with you, what the numbers were of the quarterbacks in the spring game. Okay, but what you know that happened after that, wouldn't you have kept him? Heisman Trophy National Championship? I think you oh, would. Oh, yeah, you you would. Yeah, you'd yeah. want Joe Burrow without question. But I, I just think you will now see the RPO come back. I think they couldn't run it with Kyle McCord. They didn't want to run it with C.J. Stroud because they were fearful of him getting hurt. I think they realize in order to beat Michigan, they're going to need a mobile quarterback, especially with their crappy offensive line. So that uh, leads me to believe that the RPO will be back, and you will see Will Howard running the football at quarterback for the Buckeyes. You could be right. You could be really wrong. And until we find out whether or not Urban Meyer is coming back or another offensive coordinator, we'll just have to wait and see. Urban Meyer's offense was the RPO. Clean cut, plain and simple. It's not what we're doing with Ryan Day. It just hasn't been. Remember, like that. Ryan Day did it with Justin Fields, though. They I did understand. run it with Ryan Day, but it okay? was still Urban Meyer's team. I get it, but I'm saying he had a running quarterback, so he utilized the I run with Justin Fields. I get it, but again, the head coach was Urban Meyer. No matter what Ryan Day wanted to do, it still wasn't his decision. He's going to run what Urban Meyer wanted him to. I hope Ryan Day has learned that you need to run the football with your quarterback in college to have a chance to win a national championship. We'll find out. Uh, Michael Penix isn't a designed, um, you know, 10 times, 12 times a game runner, but five times a game, guess what he's going to do? There's Mm -hmm. either going to be a designed quarterback draw or he's going to scramble to pick up Mm -hmm. a first down. You need to have Kyle McCord, JT, had minus 65 yards rushing this year. Minus 65. Sacks. No design Still, though, runs. No design. Other runs. quarterbacks, you know, uh, have positive Kenny, yards. I get it. So that, that leads second. me to believe that. Okay, I, I lead to believe this too because you started this conversation out with that offensive line. It's not a question of the offensive line. It's a question of who's coaching that offensive line. It's still littered with three, four, and five-star recruits. And if you get this transfer from Alabama, whether or not you want to utilize him at center or not, the fact remains he's got experience. Did he look bad in that uh, college playoff game? Yes, he did. But when you're good enough to start at Alabama, I think you're yeah. good enough to play anywhere in the country, don't you? Um. You pointed out that you didn't think that was a good Alabama team early in the season. So maybe that the talent that was there was the obvious reason. And do you want a guy that couldn't snap the ball to his center, uh, you know, on a consistent basis as your center, even though your guy stunk yeah. in the Missouri well, game? It's one game. I'd like to see how he graded out through the entire season. Why do you get into the portal? Maybe Saban looks at him and says, hey, man, uh, maybe this would behoove you to look elsewhere. I don't know. All I if know Saban is, doesn't want him, I don't want him. Uh, if Saban doesn't want a lot of players, I'm sure they're starting elsewhere. I, I'm just saying. They, you're right. They could start elsewhere. Yeah. But if Saban doesn't want you, then guess what? I Unless I'm really, really, really desperate, yeah. maybe the Buckeyes are, then I, I would, uh, well, they didn't I, I would sign consider in. it. They, he's going to take a visit. Yeah, and it, it. I don't see how it hurts you to at least entertain and say, "Hey, okay, you know what? Maybe he's not. Maybe that's not his best position." And you find him at guard next year, and he ends up being, you know, maybe uh, all American. Who knows? You need bodies. I guess 
I would be more inclined and happy with it if they moved him from center to one of those we'll guard interior positions. We'll see, new program, uh, change the scenery. What, what do you works? think happens with Hinsman? Do you think he leaves? Is there any way he comes back? I don't see. I, I thought that immediately. I mean, when you get put in the doghouse and you've got the out being the transfer portal, how do you not? I liked him at the beginning of the season. You know, the offensive line at times looked decent, even though when you look at it, you know, we wanted to blame it on the running game, uh, the running backs. Uh, A lot of times, maybe some of it has to do more intensive uh, with the zone blocking and the way their schemes are. I don't know. All I know is there is talent on that offensive line. They're not performing the way they should be. Maybe you have to look at the offensive line coach. That's all I'm saying. Here's the one thing you and I both pointed out throughout the season, right, with the running game. When Henderson wasn't in there, what did we say? Right. Henderson made the O-line look better because, well, he had a quicker burst. He was faster. He got to the hole quicker. That's why you and I wanted to see who? Dallin Hayden in there because he's a speedier back, a quicker back where, okay, the hole isn't as big as we're used to seeing from offensive Mm -hmm. lines at Ohio State. Then put the faster, quicker guy in there. And, again, that goes back to coaching and the head coach, uh, Ryan Day for not you know playing Dallin Hayden. Problem goes back to the first game of the season. You watch the offensive line and the way they were blocking. There was no holes being blown open against a, a team like Indiana, and you're wondering why does this linebacker look like he's mm. all world right now? And I don't okay. even remember his name because obviously he didn't do uh, a diddly squat the rest of the season with Indiana because we never right. heard his name again anyway. But right. I was wondering, you know, when you, when you have the zone blocking, and I've never played offensive line, and I never really coached it that much as well. Somebody's got to get to that next level. Whether or not it's a pulling guard, a tackle, or whatever, nobody's getting to that second wave. So you needed a speedier back to get through the hole quicker because the hole just shrivels up really fast. So if nobody's getting to that second level and blocking the linebacker or the strong safety, then those holes are going to shrivel up, and no running back that we had, including Henderson, is really going to break one uh, until we got to that Notre Dame game, and for whatever reason, it was more of a problem of their defense versus our offensive line. I don't know, but all I can tell you is this. They need to figure out a way that they can run the ball the way Ohio State's used to at about a five yards per clip run. Because, as Urban Meyer would tell you, you run the ball for 200 yards, you throw the ball for 2 250 you're not going right. to lose any games. And let's remember this as well. On a season where you won 11 games and you really only lost one, you, you can say you lost two. But the, the way they put their foot forward and maybe prepared for that Cotton Bowl, you can count it. You're going to have to count it because it's on the record for all time. Yes, right? It is. But still, it's a team that won 11 games. The sky is not falling. In fact, the sky is bright. You've got guys coming back. Uh, Ransom, the defensive back, decided to come back for another year as well. We talked about uh, defensive linemen that are coming back too, and it's going to be interesting to see. And I heard an interview with Nick Saban yesterday that said that a lot of times, if you're not in the transfer portal, the only other real alternative is maybe making yourself available for the NFL draft. What does Nick Saban tell his players? He brings in all the scouts from all the NFL teams, asks them where this person would be drafted if they're eligible to make the next wave. If they're not a first or a second-round draft pick, there's no guaranteed money. You may as well think long and hard about trying to get some NIL money and stay in college. I, I look at Ohio State right now, and I feel better because of the quarterback situation that is now in front of us, and that is with Will Howard at quarterback. I told you yesterday, and I was looking at the schedule, I, without Will Howard, if they would have went 
to bat with the true freshman, Air Nolan, mm-hmm. um, Devin Brown, and who's the other kid, uh, Kai, uh, Link Holtz or Kine Holtz, yeah. whatever his name is, mm-hmm. right? If those three would have been your quarterback choices, I believe they would have lost, again, at least two games yeah. next year, if not more. But now with Will Howard, it makes me feel like this kid led Kansas State. That's not a powerhouse football team, right? In 2022, mm-hmm. he led them to the Big 12 title. Okay, yes, his record is only 12-5 and five as a starter, but he didn't have the talent at the skill positions that you're seeing, you know, returning supposedly, right? We're going to find out about uh, later, uh, to Carnell Tate. Is that his name? Who, who's the, the number 17? Yes. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. Tate, right? We're going to find out about him. Uh, we're going to find out if Trevion Henderson comes. I mean, right there, there there's two big weapons for him to use at his disposal mm-hmm. along with what he brings to the table which is yeah. uh, you know the threat of a running well, quarterback. It's interesting either no matter who the quarterback is the bottom line here is they have to work with that person whoever it is moving forward. Yes, will it be Will Howard? I think it's inevitable that you get a guy on a one-year deal, he's going to be your starter but again, moving into this season and not knowing who the starter was going to be until the first week of the season last year, I don't know if they really had confidence in anybody in that quarterback room. So yes, it leads you to believe that Will Howard is the guy, and from what we've seen, I'm all for it as well. But again, there's a lot of work to be done, but it's going to be easier because you've got a lot of talent coming back. That team's going to be loaded now. Uh, this Buckeye team is 11 and two, 11 and two, 11 and two the last three years. Mm-hmm. For most teams, that's a great year, right? For most teams, that's considered okay, um, steady. Uh, progression maybe on the the incline not the decline well for me at ohio state that's on the decline three straight losses to michigan three straight years of 11 and two three straight years of not playing in the big 10 championship game that's a trend in the wrong direction and so mm-hmm. ryan this is ryan day's most important off season since he's been the all head right. coach this is his most important season coming up as the head coach and for all intents and purposes it's their first year really dealing with the transfer portal and really looking to see who's going to come in and who's who's already left. And I think they had to look long and hard into we can get a couple of players that we can plug and play now, and experience means more. And as much as we thought that, you know, a guy plays three years and he makes his way to the NFL now, it's like, okay, instead of giving this kid a scholarship out of high school, we need more experience in the minor leagues are some of these other conferences now to whereas you get a guy – you know, Michael Penix is in the league for six years. Two years ago, we would have said he's a six-year starter at college because he's not good enough to be in the NFL. But guess what? Had what? he not had the last year and a half that he's had at Washington, now he's going to be a, a – in the NBA, you'd call it a lottery pick, right? He's going to yeah. be a top-five pick in the NFL draft. I don't think you would have said that had he stayed at Indiana. I'd love to see the Steelers get him, man. Oh, if there's a way they could move up to get him at quarterback, I'd take him in a heartbeat over everybody they have right now without hesitation. You know, I I just – you look at his ability Mm -hmm. to make plays. He throws the deep ball so very well. He throws – you talk about this. He throws guys open, right? He yeah. he doesn't leave them out to dry. He doesn't uh, you know get their ribs broken yeah. because uh, he's they've got an extend for the pass mm-hmm. over the middle and the cornerbacker linebacker right. lights you up like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, uh, I'm you know what I'm sitting here with my betting apps you know 
because I got some free. Hey, how about this? MGM remembered that it was a year ago, JT, that I started wagering with them, and they gave me a free five dollar bet to use was for my one year anniversary, anniversary of its of it being legalized in Ohio. Was it the first of yes. the year? Yeah. Wow. So, um, uh, you know, uh, I'm looking at this, and I've already put some money on Michigan and Blake Corum in a parlay, right? To combine those two. Uh, Michigan winning outright. Blake Corm scoring a t- he scored twenty five touchdowns this year. To me, that's the surest bet uh, of the entire weekend. Okay, but the odds aren't great, so you'd have to bet a lot to win a lot. But if you combine them in a parlay, you're good. So I'm thinking, you know what? I'll take this free five dollars and bet it on Washington, right on the money line. You told me because the odds are better, and then throw in Michael Penix with two touchdown passes, you know, in, in a parlay like that, and see what odds I can get. Because I'm starting to think yeah. maybe Penix could be the difference maker in this game well i don't think there's any question he's going to be the difference maker i mean he's arguably the best player on the field right i mean with yeah. the exception of maybe quorum maybe a defensive lineman for michigan i don't know but i mean this guy is the guy that's going to be forecasted to be a top five pick in the nfl draft you know if it's not for caleb williams at usc who's better why not him yeah, who won the highest? Oh, the, the Daniels kid from LSU yep. won it. But I think, and, and I believe me, I'm a, a guy Heisman, that... Heisman means nothing anymore. It's well, just a quarterback award, and not does the, the best quarterback doesn't always get it. And if you don't believe it, look at C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. But it still means something from, you know, the, the prestigious oh, no, uh, no effect of... Being part of that Heisman house and the commercial and moving forward for your future. But, but, and I think that's driving Penix in these fine. plans. But put yourself in a general manager's shoes in the NFL. And you look at it and say, this kid's undersized. We don't want him. We don't want a Baker Mayfield anymore. We want a 6'5 quarterback the same way we want a 6'5 point guard in the NBA. We want somebody that's got more intangibles. We want somebody that's maybe a little bit more athletic. We don't just want the person who puts up all the numbers. And let's face it. The person with the best numbers usually ends up winning the Heisman Trophy. Because if that weren't the case, don't you think Marvin Harrison Jr. should have been maybe uh, at least number two in the Heisman pecking order? Well, you're looking for the you, best athlete yeah. is supposed to be the Heisman winner. I, I think, me personally, I think Penix should have won it, okay? Daniels was second. Harrison was third based on college football um voting styles what they look at right for me i think marvin harrison was the best player in college football on a team that had a as we found out a crappy offensive line Mm -hmm. uh you know with mccord without mccord and a quarterback that wasn't the best quarterback Mm -hmm. that could be getting marvin harrison could you imagine marvin harrison playing with michael Penix jr what his numbers would have been then and that would have been scary right i mean might have been been a little bit worse though too because again you know, you're talking about a quarterback that locks on to one receiver and gets him the numbers that he really needed, and we think that he's going to go to the NFL. You play with Michael Penix Jr., maybe he's spreading the ball out too much. I, I don't know. You, you'll never know. I, I just, uh, Marvin Harrison, to me, was the best player in college well, football up to mm-hmm. the Michigan game. And okay. then from that game forward into the, the, you know, the bowl games, Michael Penix Jr. is making a name for himself. Well, well go back and remember when you had Olave. And you had Garrett Wilson. Okay. okay. And arguably, either one of them was the best receiver at any given time, right? But you spread it around a lot. And if you looked at this season, this past season, you might have chosen Alave. The way Alave finishes the season, 
And, and yeah. let's face it, I mean, Garrett Wilson is up against it because who's throwing him the ball? Uh, Trevor Simeon? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, what, I, do you, what are you supposed to do? I, you know, it's just a matter of when you've got two receivers, it's not like when you have two quarterbacks. You, you, when you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. When you right. have two good receivers, you're spoiled. I, I truly believe now that the Buckeyes are back in the running next year, I'm talking about, uh, at the top of, of the Big Ten. I didn't believe that yesterday before Will Howard uh, said yes to Ohio State. I, I believe that now based on it. what we're, what, you know, he has this, he's, he's not coming here to be a backup, right? And I'm curious, and we're going to have Bill Rabinowitz on from the Columbus Dispatch a little later, like around 4.30. I'm curious if Bill or anybody has heard how much he's getting in NIL money because he's not coming here without, in my opinion, mm-hmm. getting at least a million dollars to play quarterback at Ohio yeah, State. I don't know. I don't know where the money comes from. I know. I don't know who gives it up. I mean, obviously the first name that comes to everybody's mind is Les Wexner. I don't know if he's the only person down there. Maybe it's a car dealership. I don't know. And the thing is, I don't know if that was the decision maker. The decision maker might have been Ryan Day. As much as we want to have been down on him, the last yeah. three or four quarterbacks that have played underneath him have all been drafted. Yeah, they, they have. Um, Fields is starting to play better, right? We'll see if Chicago keeps him. Uh, C.J. Stroud, I was just looking at his numbers for this weekend and everything. He needs like 160 yards to pass for 4,000 yards as a rookie that? and lead them to the playoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. If they win, they're in either as the eighth wild card or the AFC South champs, depending on what Jacksonville does. Mm-hmm. The, I didn't real. Did you know whoever wins the Colts Texans game gets into the playoffs? Yes. I didn't know that till today. I had no idea. I thought you had to win that game and then get some help to get in. But no, whoever wins that is guaranteed at least a playoff spot, and maybe the AFC South championship. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll have to see. But yeah, the the quarterback play has been prior to this year. Uh, better at Ohio State uh, as far as on the field in college and transferring to the NFL level mm-hmm. because we've talked about it for years. For whatever reason, as good of a program as Ohio State is, their quarterback history in the NFL sucks. It's terrible. It's I, I mean, it's an absolute joke that Mike Tomzak, you know, prior to, to, to Justin Fields, was arguably the best quarterback to play well, in the NFL. It's not their fault. They never had one. I mean, the only one that you could really throw into the conversation that was NFL-worthy would have been uh, Arch Schleister. I yeah. mean, I can't. all the quarterbacks that have played at Ohio State, let's remember it was always three yards in a cloud of dust, no matter who was there. Right. You never had a prolific passer. And even Schleister's numbers were terrible. When he was there, but that's the way football was played back in those days. I mean, right. Craig Krenzel wins a national championship. He wasn't a prolific quarterback. He was the uh, what was he? Not a biochemist, uh, something, some kind of uh, uh, engineer or whatever. And he he studied, and so he was a student of the game. And yeah. Tressel loved that and used that sure. to you know to play Tressel ball with defense, field right. goals, and punting. Right, so. Yep. Uh, and that's what Harbaugh is trying to do at Michigan, right? He's got a quarterback who, when he doesn't try to do too right. much, right, J.J. McCarthy, mm-hmm. he's perfect for their system right. with their power run game. Go back into this interview I heard with uh, Nick Saban, and he said, you know, one of the things that nobody talks about is the fact that Michigan comes out of a huddle. 
when you come out of a huddle, you're not lined up and you don't really know what defense is the call because you don't know what the offense is going to run at you. So a lot of times they kept Alabama, you know, Ooh, they, they, were, okay. they weren't ready. They, were, they weren't ready for what they experienced. I think maybe Washington or, uh, I'm sorry, Michigan was maybe a little bit too physical. I think Alabama looked past them a little bit because, let's face it, we're big, bad Alabama. We don't sweat yeah. anybody. And what happened in that first series? They got punched in the mouth, man. That dude was sacked on, what, the first three plays or something like that? Yeah, they, they were not ready for that. They weren't. They, they, I mean, at least they made adjustments in the second half, whereas the Buckeyes didn't make adjustments the entire game. So, well, again, that goes back to coaching Saban versus Brian Day. It, it, not only just the you know, adjustments, you have to take advantage of the mistakes that Michigan made in special teams. They weren't able to do it. And let's face it, Alabama's defense let them down in the last four minutes of regulation in that game. You had Michigan pinned deep in their own territory, and the last three out of the four possessions, instead of expanding the the lead to two scores, they only made it a a seven-point lead. They kicked one field goal out of their last three drives, Alabama. Ball game. I mean, you get the momentum, you roll through it, you get to the overtime, and we're – I mean, how many people were yelling at their TV, go for two, go for the win? They didn't do it. They knew they had them on the ropes. Yeah, great point, great point. All right, we'll talk more about this uh, quarterback situation with Ohio State. Do you feel better about it now? 330-450-1480. Bill Rabinowitz from the Columbus Dispatch at 430. But when we return, we're going to talk some local high school hoops. Big game tonight in the Federal League between Green and McKinley. Our play-by-play voice, Dan Belford, going to join us next. Stay with us. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC. 